Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Nerds Adulting. I am one of your hosts, Peter. We are back today to do a special holiday episode. We are talking holiday movies and why they're special to us and just overall everything Christmas, essentially, when it comes to TV and movies. I'm joined once again by my two favorite people in the whole wide world, Josh and Ruthie. Josh and Ruthie, how are you doing? I may have embellished a little bit with that last thing, but Josh and Ruthie, how are you doing? (laughs) Hey, Peter. uh, Thanks for breaking the ice, uh, literally, and my heart. I'm going to leave now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm doing fine. Good, good. You're just giving into like the generous Christmas spirit. That's yeah, all. yeah, yeah. Well, I was... I did okay. I got, well, you know, because I got the PS5 for my buddy. And so, funny story, I, th- <laughs> I thought that I got it a VEDEX notification. It wasn't for me, though. No, because you didn't make a pact with me. I made a pact with my group of friends that if we found one, we would buy them for each other. And I kept looking. But, oh, man. Um, so, yeah, cool. I am in a giving spirit. But I do feel bad because I told my friend that he was getting it early because I got a FedEx message, but it was actually for another package that I had forgot about. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I lied to you, but you're not getting it. You're not getting it early. It's still coming in January. So, but um, yeah, it's uh, been not very long since our last episode, but I wanted to, to squeeze in a holiday episode because we didn't do Halloween. We did do some Thanksgiving. Wanted to squeeze this in. Um, because, you know, Christmas is my favorite holiday. It's probably, I'm assuming it's your guys' favorite holiday. No? One of your favorites? Yeah, it's it's a pretty big one. It's up there. Um. It depends on what day of the month of, it depends on what day of December you ask me to be honest. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I guess the, what, December 26th, you're kind of like all, like, you know, you're ready, you're just like sad because it's over with. Isn't like Christmas Day sort of like really sad to you? Like at some point you just realize that they're all the, the anticipation for Christmas and all the gifts and getting gifts and all the celebration, putting up all the, you know, the watching all the movies and TV shows and decorations and this is like over. I think I feel it more on the 26th, but I know what you're saying. Like I get that feeling. I think it's more on the 26th for me, but, but, uh, cause I think I just, let myself enjoy the day while I've got it. And then the next day you wake up and you're like, well, that's that. Yeah. <laughs> just like, it's over now, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking about because when I was a kid, I just remember when my dad um, would be take, we would tell us it's time to take down the Christmas tree, which would be like a week or two later. It'd just be like the most depressing day. It's like, I wish I could like, like show us so excited putting the Christmas tree up and then flash forwarding to us taking it down, like the complete just like slowness versus the giddiness and laughing of us putting it up, like how different it is. It's just like so depressing to me. Like when you think about it, like when the, when the holidays are over, I feel like it's kind of depressing when you're putting everything away. Um, but yeah, so today we're going to talk about um, some movies, right? We've got some movies <laughs> we want to talk about. We're yeah. just going to um, riffraff on some, um, some of our favorite stuff. Um, what do you guys say? You guys want to jump into it right away? Just go, go, just dive right in. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, um, Josh. I'm gonna lead with you. I think I know where we're gonna go with this. What's the uh, What's the movie you want to talk about first, or TV show? Uh, I guess. I'm pretty sure if people who have been actively maybe lurking in the Discord have seen uh, the Christmas Story, is my number one favorite Christmas movie. And I couldn't do this a couple years ago, but I've always wanted that pink bunny suit. Always wanted it. And I've always wanted a Red Rider <laughs> BB gun, all right? And then a couple years ago, I went on Christmas leave with my wife to California to visit her family. I've never met her family before. 
And her mom actually got that for me without knowing. Because, like, she just happened to get it because she thought it would be a funny thing. And I was like, you motherfucker. Like, I was so happy. I put it on immediately. Did you say that to your mom? <laughs> no. I mean, obviously not. But I was like, how did you know? She was like, what are you talking not. about? Um, uh, and now, watch Christmas Story. The suit comes on. <laughs> The suit goes on. The pink nightmare comes out, and I wear it when I watch the film. All right. Now, there's actually a couple cool things that I found out recently about the show. All right. So, um, for those of you who have not seen it, there's a scene where a young man sticks his tongue to a pole, a metal pole, a flagpole, because he's being dared by the other kids. So, the way that they did this is they put like a suction device on the with a hole on the inside of it so that he wouldn't get hurt and a lot of people for a long time thought that he actually stuck his tongue to the fucking thing um but definitely the one thing that i at least recently learned i mean i did this just for the episode um he uh jack nicholson was actually supposed to be the little boy's father Mm. in that film but then he after reading the script and accepting it, the, the company decided, like, actually, you know, now that we're looking at your fee, like, the, mm. the film alone, the film would have been doubled the amount of money it cost mm. to make. And then uh, for a cameo mm. appearance, Ralphie, who is played by Peter Billingsley in A Christmas Story, is the elf, like the elf manager from Elf in the red that tells yeah, yeah. him that he made he made 85 etch sketches He's like, 85? Like, that's... You're oh, not yeah, a cotton-headed yeah, ninny right. muggins. Yeah. You're just special. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's Ralphie from A, from a Christmas Story. Mm-hmm. A lot of people might not know that. Yeah, I didn't know that, actually. It's been so long. I was going to want... I, was, I really wanted to watch that because I knew, I knew you were going to pick that movie, but it's been so long since I've seen it. I just remember, like, the iconic parts of that movie with the kid sticking his tongue to the pole or him getting... <laughs> what, did he say you, you shoot your eye out and then kicked him down the slide on his forehead? Is that what he said to him right before? I just remember that being. I don't yeah, know. so he's like, yeah, he's Santa like, Claus. yeah, when he's talking to Santa Claus, he's like, I want a 200 shot model air rifle. And he's like, you'll shoot your eye out, kid. And he goes, no. Yeah, okay. Um, I always remember like how obnoxiously mean the elves are. They're like, come on, kid. And the camera's like in their <laughs> face. Like, that's <laughs> so crazy. Um, but the, the 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 house is still up. The house that from the film is still up, and it has all original memorabilia except for the pink bunny costume because Peter Billingsley still has that, like from original from the film. But the house is still up. It was uh, oh, wow. this guy bought it for like 150k, and then he fixed it up, filled it with like memorabilia, and now it's like a museum or like a gift shop for a Christmas story. That's really cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't know. I always wondered, um, like who had the idea for that um, lamp? Or I'm getting an echo from Echo. Echo. Okay, I went away. I have to edit that in post. In post. Um, I always wondered, like, who had the idea for the leg lamp? You know, like, um, like thinking of that, like putting that into the movie, like let's do this because it's just such a weird thing to me. Like I always find it interesting, like yeah. the thought process behind that. Like I wonder if that was like a true story, if that actually like, happened. Because that's like to me how I would imagine weird stuff like that. That had to had had to have happened to somebody in, in like real life. But I always thought that was like really weird. And as a kid, I was like, 
just we i was like weirded out by the, by this movie like that the evil like elves and the, the weird santa claus scene i remember being creeped out and then him having to wash his mouth out after saying like fudge you're just like i remember watching it as a kid and finding it like really weird at some points in my childhood well it's supposed to be simulating like early 1940s uh america you know yeah um so the story is actually based around a group of vignettes that this one guy wrote and then they kind of like compiled things from different ones to make this film uh, but i have no idea who has the original uh who the originally was the idea for the lake however when when i lived in north carolina there was a house we used to drive by in near like on the way home that a house had it in their window and i would always like love driving by their house yeah, Every time a, I drove by those people's house, I was like, they know what's up. <laughs> there's yeah, that's what people will do. You can actually buy those online and I mean you can buy anything online these days. But yeah, it's like yeah, a Christmas like cool. decoration thing that you can do now. Well, I can't get the big white dog from friends, so yeah, you just lie. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, because uh so burning <laughs> burning speed from our Discord, he actually he said a Christmas story, it's just so quotable and so many funny moments in it. And I I, I think so because like I said, I don't re- I don't remember specifically the movie, but there's so many moments that I remember, like yeah. her, the mother being upset because of the the turkey, and then they go to the restaurant and they chop the head off, and it's like so like emphatic. No, it's on the it's on the duck. The, right, the duck. Like when they go, because she's so emotional, and then like they when they just chop the head off of that cooked duck, it's just so like, brah. It's just like I remember those moments. So, mm. so you know what's funny is I, that's actually that whole scene when they're in the Asian restaurant is super racist like because the the manager's like no sing like this deck the halls with and then the guys are like rah 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 <laughs> like with hard r's like oh my god and he's like you know what just go get food <laughs> well i mean that's oh, yeah. I, mean, was, I understand i understand it's a different time but it's crazy like how like pronounced it was in that time yeah. you know what i mean like it was, yeah, because I think it was also like played up a lot because, uh, you know, you, I mean, like at the end of the day, Christmas story is like supposed to be like about a middle class, like white bread American family. And the fact that they had to go to a Chinese restaurant and not get a traditional Christmas dinner, yeah, the they wanted to make is- that restaurant seem so like so over the top foreign culture. So uh-huh. I think like. I think most places won't show you them chop the duck head off like right, yeah. right out in the open. But the fact that they did, it was just so like, yeah, <laughs> the whole Christmas is ruined. And now we're here with these, you know. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. You know, have you guys ever had duck before? Yes. Yes. I like it. I, re- like, I, I really I really enjoy it. Like I slow. But not because once. my neighbor's 750 hound dogs ate my turkey. That's not why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Like, That's not why. It'd be interesting if actually if that was actually how you like lived that scene. Like, that'd be um, yeah. Like, For the what? love of God, yellow eyes! I will <laughs> never forget that. Um, <laughs> but every year I always think about cooking one because I actually I had it once and it was like it was really good. I like I'm a dark meat person, so like I always tell people imagine having chicken breast but as dark meat, and it's like delicious if you cook it like properly. But right, um, yeah. Um, Ruthie, what's your movie? Uh, so my movie is Scrooged. <laughs> yeah. Classic. I love that movie. Classic. Um. Bill Murray. Yeah, Bill Murray. I love Bill Murray. Um, his humor. 
just tickles my funny bone, I guess. I grew up watching him a lot. So some things that I learned about the um, show, there wasn't a lot of stuff, but I did learn some things I didn't know that I thought were kind of cool. uh, And one of them was actually kind of sad to me. (laughs) So so one thing that was kind of cool, which I didn't even realize is that the soundtrack of Scrooge didn't come out. The movie came out in 1988. Um, But uh, the soundtrack didn't come out till 2011. It wasn't released. Yeah, because The soundtrack? Yeah, the soundtrack. Because it was never compiled by the person that did the score. And it's crazy enough, the person that did the score was Danny Elfman who does like all of Tim Burton stuff, everything. And so now when I heard that, I went, oh my gosh. When I think about all the music in the movie, it's very like subtle Danny Elfman. But apparently when the movie was finished, the soundtrack wasn't anything like really, you know, it wasn't amazing. You know, it wasn't a hugely musically theatrical film, you know. It was just kind of like a Christmas movie. And so, and Danny Elfman and everybody was really busy. So they were just like, let's just keep going. <laughs> and then later they were like, oh yeah, we should uh, release this. <laughs> Maybe we'll get to it. So yeah, it's 23 years later that the soundtrack was released. So I thought that was pretty crazy. And at that point, I'm almost like, what was the point? But I don't know. It's <laughs> um, surprising because I didn't. I didn't know that Danny Elfman did. I mean, I've seen that movie either. tons of times. Yeah, but I didn't realize. But when I think about the music, like when I think about some of the scores and stuff like that, I'm like, oh man, that is so like, I can like hear his it. style. Yeah, his style. He's got a very distinct style for things. Um, uh, so there mm. was that. Uh, the other thing was that this one kind of made me sad, but um, one of my favorite characters in the whole movie is the ghost of Christmas present. And she like beats the crap out of him. <laughs> like... And I love that about her. I love that when she's just like, sometimes you got to slap him in the face to get him to listen, you know, and like, and stuff. And she's always hitting him or like hits him with the toaster. And he's like, the bitch hit me with a toaster, you know, <laughs> like he's always, and I just like her and stuff. She's just very whimsical and silly and also like rough. And, you know, they fight with each other. They have good chemistry, but apparently they both agreed that they didn't want to pull any punches. They wanted her to like really go for it. She's not, apparently she doesn't like physical violence and things like that. And so it was very distressing for her. And Hmm. because Bill Murray was like, go for it. And he was like, you know, re like really taking the hits. And apparently that was really upsetting for her. And then on top of that, uh, one of the best parts is like in the very beginning when he's talking to her and she grabs his lip with her fingers and pulls it down. And she tells him, you know, to like be quiet or whatever. Apparently when she did that, you know, that piece of skin that attaches your lip to your, your gum line, Mm. like that thing, it ripped (laughs) like, so, (laughs) so yeah, it just like totally did that. And they actually had to stop production because like his whole bottom, like lip and everything and stuff was swollen. He like, he couldn't talk without mumbling and being, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> okay the, the show's over <laughs> yeah, <that's not> <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> josh is like licking his lip could, and moving his mouth around and he's like Mm-mm. i could take a lot of stuff all right but i can't i can't 
Yeah. I can't do it. I didn't know. Like when I first read it, I thought it meant she busted his lip. You know how like you just knock your lip just right against your teeth and it'll bleed? Rip somebody's shit so hard. Uh, Well, apparently when she did it, he didn't know she was going to grab like because they were just reacting off each other. He goes, just go for it. I can take any, you know, because she's not a big, she's not a big muscular woman. She's a very small, sweet lady in real life. And uh, Carol Kane. And apparently when she pulled it, he just knee jerk reaction pulled away and they both basically went opposite directions and it just, just ripped it. And basically production had to stop because his, everything was so swollen and said to stop while he healed up. Cause he couldn't talk or anything. So, but yeah, anyways, the point is that, how do you even, how do you, how do you fix that? Do you just let it like, it's like, uh, it won't be fixed. It, it won't. You're, it'll just, I mean, some people, do you, what do you tape it? Others. Like what? No, you don't do anything. You just let it go. It's kind of like I know you, you don't tape inside it, of your cheek. Peter, don't give me that look. I know you don't tape it. <laughs> no, you don't tape it. Um, so anyways, another thing, like the last fact that I found that I thought was pretty cool is uh, in the um, uh, in the street, when there's the street performers or whatever, and Bill Murray's walking with his brother, and it's the street performers, and they have like the little thing open, and they're playing We Three Kings. And the 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 thing is open. It says feed the starting starving arv- artists or whatever and stuff. I can't remember all their names, but I do know that in that group of music- musicians, there's four or five of them. Uh, Paul Schaefer's in there, and then also mm. Miles Davis is in there. Like they're in there, so like, and they're playing. And Bill Murray walks through him and he's like, "Come on, guys, get out of the street. What did you learn the song yesterday?" You know, like, he's, <laughs> so he's like talking trash to them and stuff. But it's cool that like Miles Davis, who is like a legend. And Paul Schaefer, I think, was on the one of the musicians on the Tonight Show for like ever. Yeah, the Late Show with David Letterman, or was it Tonight Show? I don't. I always forget. I always get them mixed up. Yeah, I think it was the Tonight Show. But um, and then the only other thing was is like this was actually the first movie. Bill Murray. I don't know why I didn't have time to research, but for Scrooged, um, Bill Murray after Ghostbusters took a four year. like he chose to take a four year exile from Hollywood. He decided that he hated Hollywood. He didn't want to be part of it anymore. And the only thing he got talked into was in, that was in 1984, 1986. He got talked into being on little shop of horrors, like being that small cameo role. Uh, because one of his friends, I think his friend, like Rick Moranis was yeah. like, Hey, listen, please just like, just come, you know, cause Rick Moranis was trying to get him back into movies. And he's like, nah, but he's like, I'll do it for you, but I'm not coming back altogether. And that's why at the end of Scrooge, he references Feed Me Seymour, because it's literally the only thing he had been in like the last four or five years. That's why he references it at the end of Scrooge. But anyways, the point is, is he'd exiled himself and this was his return to Hollywood and the first movie where he was the lead role for Bill Murray, like him being a lead role. It's the first role in which he became a lead actor, which I didn't know. In my head, I'm thinking, oh, he's always been it. But if you look at every film before then, he was part of a like a duo cast. Yeah, like, like Caddyshack, he wasn't. Caddyshack. Yeah, yeah like, like yeah. in my head, I heard that fact and I went, no, he's not. And then I like looked at all the movies and I'm like, holy crap, it really was the first movie where he was like the lead. So. And Ghostbusters sort of, but not really. It was more. Not really. Like, yeah. And then Ghostbusters 2 came out like the next year after this. Basically, he came back and let it. And apparently he said he hated it. He thought that it was trash. He was constantly having them rewrite because he just thought that he was a shit actor on his own. That's <laughs> huh. what he said. And he just kept having him do it. You know, so, anyways, I thought it was really interesting. I was going to say Bill Murray is, he's an interesting guy. Cause I remember 
I think it was the movies. I was watching a thing on Netflix called The Movies That Made Us, and like every when they were gonna film Ghostbusters, they kept saying I forgot who it was. Kept saying that Bill Murray was gonna be there, but no one like really knew. And then like the day of like shooting, he just like showed up. Like no one knew for sure if he was gonna be there or not. And like he showed up like the day he was called upon to shoot because he was like you know a pretty pretty famous you know actor by that point. So I could. Yeah. I felt like he had he he did that a few times in his career where he kind of took like this weird hiatus, you know. Yeah, um, I think overall he still doesn't like Hollywood. <laughs> I think he doesn't. He doesn't like the machine of Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. That'd be like an, that would be that'd be one person I'd love to like sit down and pick his brain, and you know, I don't know if he could ever take him seriously either because I don't know if he ever. <laughs> I feel like every time I see him on like live TV or something like that, he's just like, being you know, a complete goofball. He's a big Cubs fan too. For those who There's don't too know, too much too much sarcasm on his face. Yeah, like, I don't know if I could ever I've take heard, him serious. And the crazy thing is, is I've heard, and other people, like, apparently, he's like that in front of a camera. But other people have said, like, in several interviews across the board, that behind the scenes, he is just, like, this really cool guy that has really amazing stories. And is just, like, really cool and, like, generous and polite and everything. But apparently when the cameras come on, I think it's because he doesn't like hollywood in the machine and the interview process and all this like you have to look this way or your image is this way so i think he kind of quote unquote acts up like when he's in front of all that but who knows anyways i just thought that was interesting though those things i think the reason it bothered me is because i love their scenes together in the movie and stuff and to know that they both were like stressed out and didn't have a fun time doing those scenes i'm like oh man now I'm going to think about that. <laughs> yeah. It. Now you can't laugh I'm, at her anymore. All I know oh. now is that I cannot unhear what happened to his bottom. <laughs> now when you watch and that, you're going to cringe. Now <laughs> you're telling me that he tell he like is cool, full a lot of stories, a cool guy to talk to. If I ever meet him, if I ever get the opportunity to be in the, his in his grace, and he's like, do you want to hear what happened on the set of Scrooge? I'm like, don't fucking do it. <laughs> don't, I got it. I know what happened. <laughs> don't. Don't do it. What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. What about you, Pete? What was your movie? Um, wow, there's so many th- thoughts going through my head right now. No, but I think <laughs> I had like there's a lot I want to pick from, but the one that I really just everyone probably will remember is The Nightmare Before Christmas because um Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas, which fun fact, it wasn't directed by Tim Burton. It was directed by Henry Selleck. I couldn't remember his name. I had to look it up real quick. But there was a really great... If you guys haven't seen it yet, Netflix has this really... It's called Christmas Movies That Made Us. And they had this really, like, 45-minute documentary about it. And there's a lot of, like, cool, interesting things. So, like, for the longest time, I remember, like, they they re-released The Nightmare Before Christmas under Disney. I thought they um, re-released it under Disney. Because I was, like, as a kid, I was like, it's Paramount, you know? Paramount made this movie. But it turns out that um, Disney did make the movie, but they didn't think it was quite family-friendly enough, so they released it under this Paramount studio. Um, and for the longest time, I always thought that it was um, um, not a Disney movie, and they just kind of like bought the rights to it. So that was one interesting thing that I that I found out yeah, about it. That's interesting. Um, and that Disney wasn't too high on it, and um, but Tim Burton was actually set to direct it, and then Edward Scissorhands came out, and then Batman came out, and then they were like, "We need you to do 
Batman Returns and you can do whatever you want. And so they basically gave him free reigns to the franchise and Batman Returns. So he was kind of like, you know, enveloped in this in Batman Returns. But th- what they were doing is as they were like doing things with the movie for Nightmare Before Christmas, they were like, literally faxing things over to him and he was like approving things like that. Um, and you already mentioned Danny Elfman, who some some of you may or may or may, may or may not know. He actually did the voice for Jack Skellington, yeah, who also song. did the yeah, and also did the music for it. Mm-hmm. But what happened was is when they shot the when they did the movie, not shot it, I guess, because it's stop motion go. But they um they recorded the songs first. They didn't have a script, so they recorded the songs first. And then they did. They shot. They they put those scenes together first, and they actually did a movie around the songs that Danny Elfman made. Um, and so the movie is really influenced a lot by Danny Elfman and what he was going through in his life in that period of time. Like you know, being confused, the transition from being a, a rock star. He was sort of like a, a not a huge rock star, but he was you know in a band, and he was trying to kind of transitioning from that. You know, trying to find himself. So Jack Skellington was like truly him, and he actually wanted to play. Jack Skellington, and he went to Tim Burton, and Tim Burton already knew, like, no, he was like, you're going to be uh, Jack Skellington. So um, there was a lot of also uh, interesting facts that came from that that episode, but I thought that was um, pretty cool to find out those things uh, in the background because I just I love that movie because I think we were talking about in the Discord, like, I don't care what you say, it's a Halloween movie and it's a Christmas movie. Like, you, like I watch that every Halloween and I watch it every Christmas Eve. It's just one of those is fun and the music's great and i just i just love that movie so much and the character and um just like one of those things that you know um i was sort of joking about jingle all the way which we can get to maybe later but like i remember you know you remember something when you're a kid being so great and then you go back and watch it kind of like also teenage mutant ninja turtles if you ever go back and watch that it's really not all that great in my opinion but you remember it being amazing as a kid nightmare for christmas has uh, stood the test of time in my in my opinion it's just such a really uh, good movie i definitely agree with you so yeah definitely some don't some don't hold up at all yeah some are just <laughs> i go back like i can't how did i enjoy this how did i like this like, that's how it was with jingle all the way i was bitching about it in our pre-show <laughs> shenanigan <laughs> like pre-show yeah i was <laughs> like, like that movie is not good <laughs> no <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's still like one of those movies. It's like a guilty pleasure movie. I don't know. I just watching it. It just he has like Arnold has like some funny one liners in that movie, but it's just so bad. It's almost like cringy bad. But I remember like loving that movie. And it also has a kid who played I forgot his name who played Anakin Skywalker, the kid, the young Anakin Skywalker from Episode yeah. One. He plays the the little boy in that movie. But um, you compare those two, like yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas. That's like the Christmas movie. So. So I thought um, was crazy about Jingle All the Way, now that you're bringing it up, is like the technology for Turbo Man is real. Yeah, it was like as he becomes him, like, and it's like real, like he straight up is like flying like above skyscrapers and shit. I was saying, I was like, hey, he was the first Iron Man. I was like, this is the Avengers. This is like the original <laughs> <laughs> way he was like flying, but it's so bad like he flies into like a building and he's like stuck there i was like oh my god like this is i mean it's like like with his head yeah yeah i'm like but isn't isn't his neighbor that got that actor phil hartman uh, that yeah phil hartman who played also murdered by his wife or something yeah like like a murder suicide he also did troy mcclure from the simpsons like hi i'm Mm -hmm. troy mcclure you may know me from such movies as 
Um, and also the the shyster lawyer, the shady lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Troy, uh, Troy McClure, Phil Hartman. Yeah, he was in that movie too. But but yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, that was like the first movie. There's there's like three main movies that came to mind, and that was the first one that I, I wanted to to talk about because it's the one I remember most about the behind the scenes stuff. So, um, what do you guys think about um, Nightmare Before Christmas? Um, Love I Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, I de- it's really good. It, Nightmare Before Christmas was such like a like it just filled Hot Topic in like the early two oh. thousands. That's funny because you know what? It was everywhere. It was not in the nineties. It came out in I think ninety three. It was like not that big of a movie. It was not that mm-hmm. successful. But over time, it like just picked up, and then like the 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 what what is his name henry selick the director was in japan he was in a store and he had all this paraphernalia and he realized how big it was and it just kind of like blew up and it was like one of those because of blink 182 what's it it's because of blink 182 they have that line no they have that line refresh my memory uh, and i miss you in oh okay their self-titled album where it's like we can live like jack and sally if we want yeah and you can always find me and we'll have halloween on christmas like yeah. I was not a big Blink-182 fan growing up. Hi. <laughs> All right, I'm done. <laughs> we can tell, Pete. <laughs> it's like it's because um, Blink-182 and you went, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> like, what's that? I was probably, what year was that? Is that like 2000, 99? I was probably listening to like Tupac, <laughs> Biggie Smalls, Puff oh Daddy. Yeah. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was a lot of rap music. I was, I was growing, dialing it with all the cool stuff. In that time period, to, like, I was stuff. growing out my unspiked mohawk. And I had painted black fingernails, oh and I wore guy liner. Oh, so you had a goth phase. This is great. I never knew this. I just no, got absolutely. You. I was not goth. That's I a goth was, phase, man. I was emo, your... not goth. Okay, okay. I guess you could. Okay. Now yeah. I'm just picturing Josh used to be with, like, an emo guy kid. right now. Yeah. I can't get over it because he's got like the beanie on. You're <laughs> a little punk. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I need to take a screenshot right now. I used to get I used to Hold get on. in fights with the goth kids. Hold on, Josh. Look at me and smile. Hold on. Are you gonna Photoshop? Hold on, look at me. Hold on, look at me. All right. Here we go. All right, we save this. All right. <laughs> save as a JPEG. Yeah, I may or may not be having some fun tomorrow with this. <laughs> please do Perfect. give him a lip ring too yeah please. yeah i'm gonna have some fun with photoshop all right <clears throat> anyways okay so we were talking about okay yeah let's move on um to something else uh get a couple more movies on this uh episode josh you got another one um one of my favorite christmas movies is always going to be as well is uh how the grinch stole christmas the the one with jim carrey oh interesting like yeah not the last one that came out. No, no absolutely no, not. Trash. If you if you enjoyed it, with the one I with wanna, um, I don't want to be friends. Doctor with Strange. Benedict, yeah, Benedict Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, I liked that one, and my kids liked that one. So, uh, no, yeah, it's not, it's not good. It's not good, Peter. I don't. Good. I didn't think it was that bad. I don't understand. But uh, anyways, go ahead. <clears throat> it's your movie. You liked it. So I. <laughs> No, it's just uh, I don't have any fun facts about it, but I did enjoy it. I feel like no person has come close to emulating like that, the way that the way that his face is like only Jim Carrey could nail that role. Nobody else could do that. 
in my opinion. And it's done so well, but it's also like very relatable, the film itself. You know what I mean? Like they like they show like the who's getting like drunk and stuff. Yeah, of course it's yeah, sad. Yeah, the movie was that movie was kinda like, man, that was fucked up. Every time, like I can't tell you like the number of times, I don't care how many times I see it when he's the little kid and he's climbing up the mountain and he goes, I hate Christmas. I hate it. And he's like yeah. climbing up the mountain, basically crying, and I'm like, oh, that okay. little baby. Yeah, like I'd hate Christmas so too. Mean to him. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. mad. Oh, I was so sad for him every time I watch it. I like when he's like uh, at the end of the film and he's like, Cindy Lou, what are you doing up there? <laughs> like he gets yeah, so like? mad, so and his heart grows, and he's like, oh God. Did you know that? Or I like with the dog when the dog's kissing him. He's like, he's like, all right, all right, one step at a time. Like, <laughs> yeah, the yeah, dog's yeah, getting yeah. all friendly, and he's like, all right, all right. Yeah. Did you know that he had, like channeled some? Uh, damn, I can't think of his name now. I'm just drawing a blank. The original James Bond. Oh, he just passed away. Sean, Sean Connery. Connery. Yeah. Sean Connery. He channeled like the voice that he did. If you listen to it, he like said he channeled like Jim Carrey said he channeled like some Sean Connery in there. Oh yeah. I could I could see that yeah. thinking about certain things like lines and stuff that he did. Yeah, you see that. Hmm. If you so much as utter one word, I'll hunt you down and gut <laughs> you like a fish. If you'd like to, good, if though. you'd like to beat me, press the star key. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you'd like to beat me, press the star key. Yeah, it's just it's just funny, and I think like like my thing that I love about it is. Sometimes he gets a little over the top and goofy, but like overall production value of that movie is very huge. Like the prosthetic makeups for him. I love the scenes. If I could like take all of my decorations some days and like just trade them in for anything that looks like all Whoville. Cause you know, like they're Yo, all yes. like curved. They're all like curved and whimsical and like the light bulbs look like everything. Yeah. Looks and so like twirly cool and stuff. Yeah. And like whimsical. And I'm like, oh, man, like, or like, like if uh, I did de- decorate, like I would just want the outside to be like Whoville or like the inside or like one air, like the dining room to be like Whoville. Like, cause I just love that aesthetic of the whimsicalness. I, guess, I want, I know that even now, like I don't put lights on my house, but I definitely would if I had that Christmas light machine gun that that rich woman <laughs> oh, had. Oh, that Martha May had. <laughs> oh, Martha May. Oh, Martha. Oh, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> So funny. It's a funny movie. I remember <laughs> um the actors were saying that the prosthetics they put on their face were really painful to have on for like long periods of time. The way for the they, nose? Yeah, the way they I mean, the I nose. would assume the nose because yeah. doesn't it like bridge yeah. you up right here? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, because it like bridged yeah, basically up. Basically would like smush their nose, yeah. I just remember that so. they were they were saying that that was like really painful to to wear during the, the filming of that movie. Isn't the girl who played Cindy Lou, isn't she like in a hardcore like metal band right now? I don't know. I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. Nothing surprises me. No, you days. tell us, Blink 182. I'm pretty sure she is. <laughs> but it never, it was never like mainstream music. Yeah. But I'm not. pretty sure like all black, like leather pants and like blood coming out of her mouth and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Dang. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah, it's probably still good music though. All right, Ruthie, what you oh, got? No, I haven't heard it. Oh gosh, I can't. There's like so many movies. <laughs> um, what was the movie where they're like, "Oh my god"? I was like, "There's so many thoughts running through my head right now." I think that's from Forty Year Old Virgin, where we were all like, 
Tell us your story. <laughs> he was like, oh, there's so many thoughts. Oh, We're... man, there's so many right now going through my mind. I just <laughs> yeah. can't. Can't land bag, on one of them. It's a bag of sand. <laughs> yeah, like, what is a booth? You know, like a bag of sand. A bag of sand. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, let's. Okay, I'm trying to think. Uh, you know, I'll bring up like uh, Isaacov. But um, Home Alone. Yeah, Home Alone Alone's too. good. Um, actually, I had a debate with somebody the other day. Which one was more like Home Alone One versus Home Alone Two? Of the two, I prefer Home Alone Two. I think so too. Where he's like in New York. It's more violent. But somebody, but the people, <laughs> yeah, more violent. Um, but I was in a group and setting and they were saying that Home Alone 1 was the better one. And I'm like, I don't know. I think Home Alone 2 just had like the scenery is what it was. Like it had the grand hotel with all like the cool stuff and like the room service. And then it also goes to like the the toy shop. And I don't know. I think like visually oh, it was just- gimbals? Mm. Gimbals, yeah, and stuff. And then- the old dank apartment and things like that and stuff. Yeah. And I don't care how many times I see it. I literally, literally, I don't care how many times I see it. When he grabs that washer, Daniel Stern, and he gets shocked. And the one time oh. it comes back and he's a skeleton. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. I giggle like every friggin' time. I will never not be able to not laugh at that. Did it's you know he did the narration for wonder years? Daniel Stern. Yeah. 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 A lot of people don't know that. They're like what? No. Yeah, he's he's like he's kind of like one of those underrated guys that always has like bid or support roles. He's really cool. I think yeah, because that yeah. was also one of the Christmas. No, it wasn't Christmas movies. I made. it was under the movies that made us and Joe Pesci. They said that they had a hard time getting him not to swear when he would do shoot his scenes when he's like, yo, I, I yeah. bet that's true. Yeah, because he he would curse so much. Look here, you little motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Imagine> that. Whoops. <laughs> that's funny. I don't know. I like oh both goodness. a lot. I think it's like one of those that you can't really go wrong. I think you're just um, you're nitpicking at that point, trying to decide on which one's better. But I'm kind of with you. Something about New York City just makes me like the uh, the second one better. And it's a little bit more like, how'd you lose him again? Like you know, like this is like the second. Like I think that's that, that's and it's the same too. kid. You're right, right. It's like, the same kid. And then well, like and then you also got you. Got, there's like a lot of good support cast too, like Tim Curry mm-hmm. as the hotel manager, and yeah. then you got the Gimbals. I can't remember the actor's name, but the guy that plays Mr. Gimbal, basically, he was like a really well known, you know, like older cast person. And you know, there's just like a lot of little things in there. And I'm trying stuff. to think about who it is, and a lot of people don't know that those black and white movies think. that he plays in the first one and the second one, um, those were actually filmed for Home Alone. Like those weren't actual. Yeah. Like, oh no, movies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I knew that. Yeah, well, yeah, I knew that. Excuse me. All right, I'm just trying to throw <laughs> fun facts out. No, I'm just kidding. Trying to hit um, you with some knowledge. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> okay, okay. How about this? They waited for like days and days and days and days to shoot the last scene with snow. They wanted actual snow when his mother comes home to him, and they like were waiting and waiting and waiting, and then finally it snowed, and they got everyone together to film that that last scene. Like that was something that they, it wasn't fake snow; that was real snow. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I wonder how long they had to wait. I don't know the specifics right, behind it, but we'll try next Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> we'll try next Christmas. When Macaulay Culkin starts it. growing facial hair, we can't have that. Yeah. Um. So the other, the last one I can think of was Elf because that was another one of the movies that had an interesting uh, story behind it, like being made. Like before, before Elf came out. 
Like we were talking about how Bill Murray wasn't like a, a big actor or like a lead actor. Neither was Will Ferrell. Like he hadn't done it. This was before he was popular with um, Old School and um, what else came out right around that time. I know Old School like shot him into superstardom. But yeah. what was interesting about that movie is the execs were meddling with that movie. Like after John, so John, John Favreau directed that movie and I think he... He didn't write it. No, he didn't write it. He directed the movie. Someone else wrote it. It was like two guys that had never even done anything in Hollywood wrote that script. And I'm doing injustice by not saying their names. But um, the studios actually meddled with that film. They wanted to make it like an R-rated adult like type film after they had already shot everything. And so, and it didn't work. And so they wound up uh, going back with, I think, John Favreau's version um, that he cut and put together. So, and they also had a lot of issues with the copyright of the the, the stop and go old timey animated because that was like the whole North oh, Pole yeah. was influ- the, influenced the, by the, that. <clears throat> like the yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Jack Frost. Yeah, Jack Frost, that company that made all those movies, and the Norwal and the the, the little yeah, the yeah. stop motion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. Yeah, but even yeah. the even yeah. the um. Even the costumes they wore, even like the elf costume and stuff like that, that was like modeled after the elves from those movies. And so they had right. a, they had a big yeah. issue where that almost didn't come through because they had to pay royalties on that. And um, but they ended up getting it getting it through. And they did a lot of real cool camera tricks, like the the one scene when he sits on his lap, like um, th- those are actually like some little kids' legs that are kicking. Yeah, Bob. And yeah, Bob Newhart. Bob Newhart. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's sitting like far away. Um, in front of Will Ferrell in that scene, and they did it like yeah, a, they're using angles, yeah. Um, which you've seen in like it's it's like a classic trick, uh, filming trick. So what you're saying is Will Ferrell sits on kids. Yeah, well, they probably put like something in there for him to sit on, obviously, but like a brace, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. But uh, yeah, and then they, uh, I just that was like one of the, it's like, actually that's like one of the more recent movies, the ones that we talked about. It came out in like 2000. I know that makes it sound old now. Like, yeah. I think it was 2000, 2001. That was like 20 years ago, but it was more recent. But yeah, a lot of people love that movie. We watch it every year in in our house, and yeah. Um, so but. do we. That's that's uh, actually April's favorite film. She oh, yeah. basically knows that whole movie like back to back. Like she could just quote the whole thing. It's such it's a quotable and, movie yeah. too. Really. Yeah. It's just, it's so like, hello, buddy. Elf. What's your favorite color? Yeah. <laughs> what one hundred percent her favorite? One of her favorite moments though is when Peter Dinklage, who's playing uh, that mm. author that they bring in that that outside hire, and he's like, "Call me Elf one more time. You feeling strong?" And he like does that little thing where he waves his hand, like, "Come on, bring it." And he's like, "You're an elf," and he just like. <laughs> Like April fucking cracks up every single time. No, there's no way to to keep her from laughing. For me, it's right. the Santa Claus. I love Peter Dinklage. Yeah, Peter Dinklage. Yeah, go ahead. Rita. Yeah, and so actually, the Buddy the Elf. What's your favorite color? April actually will answer the phone at work like that sometimes and <laughs> not get in trouble. Like it's consumed her life. We actually met a Buddy the Elf in Florida airport, and he was on a flight to New York. And he was in full character, full costume. And I was like, do you want me to take a picture of you? Because he was like literally in character being astonished by like this display of dolphins as reindeer with pulling a Santa. And he was like, 
oh my god like freaking out and he had the hair the get up and i was like i was like blown away and april wasn't with me i was coming back from the bathroom i was like you want me to take a picture of you and he was like only if i could take a picture with you too and i was like oh yeah we'll do that and he was like oh i would love that like he was having a blast doing it and then he got on he he was i was we were like what are you doing he was like i'm going to new york to find my dad and he was on a flight to new york like it said new york city on his like little itinerary thing above his flight and he went in the gate. So that was pretty cool, wow. actually. That's cool. Pretty cool. What are you saying? I'm sorry. What about Santa Claus? No, just the Santa Claus scene. We're like, all right, everyone, just so you know, tomorrow at 10 a.m., Santa Claus is going to be here. <laughs> he's so excited. Santa! He's like, I know he, like, him. freaks out. I know him. And then like, he's like breathing all heavy eyes. He's like, <sighs> like, it just cracks me up every time I see that scene. He's just like, <sighs> I just like, I, I heard that on set that like they would do like, just random takes and some of the things like when he was in the mail room, like him hit putting his head up against the sucky thing. Like that was actually not in the script. That was just Will Ferrell being Will Ferrell. Like on things like that. Yeah. I just oh, it's very sucky. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Love syrup. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. It's so, just funny. Yeah. His excitableness. I think sometimes I think like when you grow older, you like you, you're like, I think that's what people like about it a lot too. When you grow older, you're not supposed to get that excited about things anymore. Like right, at Christmas man. time, you're like a dork or you're like acting immature. And the fact that he does everything and like when he talks, when he's pouring like all the syrup and the candy on his spaghetti and stuff. And she's just oh, like, God. you really like sugar, don't you? And she, he goes, is there sugar in syrup? And she goes, yes. And he goes, then yes. He's just like <laughs> yes. so like unapologetic about it. And he's like so excited about Santa. He's excited about meeting his dad. It's just like everything is an adventure and it's magical. Like the coffee cup. He walks into the coffee cup place. You did it, everybody. Yeah. You the did it. This cup of coffee. <laughs> Good yeah. job. And he goes, keep going. You know, like, he's <laughs> yeah. just like, nobody so does gullible. that nowadays anymore. He eats, you know? he eats the gum. He gets the gum off the, the subway rail. And he's Why didn't like, Santa just tell him that? Like, Why did he have to tell him that? Why didn't he just say, don't eat the gum? It's, it's he's like, like it's not free candy. Yeah. And he's like going crazy, like looking for more, like <laughs> feeling around for more. Oh, my goodness. They actually, There's too much in that film. There's too much dude, in the mailroom. I'm 26 years old. I gotta yeah. do something with my life. Dude, that guy not, is 101 yeah. years old. <laughs> this guy is not. It always makes me laugh. Any adult that watches it, and he goes, "I'm 26," and people go, "Brah, you're not." <laughs> no fucking way. <laughs> Um, the scene where he sees that guy in the red suit that looks like seems like Santa, Santa, and it's not him. That actually was a oh, real yeah. dude. They because they went around shot in New York, just random like him in that in the tunnel. Yeah. Oh, I bet they did. That was yeah. a real dude just walking in New York dressed like that, and that like that just made that scene all that Christmas oh. time. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it up here. I'm gonna read off some of the things, and then we can um riff off of what the the people from discord said because yeah, most yeah, of the movie yeah. said and then we'll close it out and and say goodbye take our break and then we'll be back um in january so um so dop um our buddy dot from discord um said for me it's home alone macaulay culkin is only a few years older than me right in that target demographic same thing here anyone around back in 1990 remembers uh the, what the movie was it seemed like the biggest thing since batman um I still don't like the mom, he says. So what do you guys think about what Dop said? I never liked the mom either. I don't like anybody in his family. They are really like jerks. Like, I don't know. Like Like, as an adult, when I watch it sometimes, I'm like, 
I want to, I want to be like on the, like the family side, you know, because you know, when you're a kid, you feel like everybody's like, it's Christmas time. You want this, you. you want that. And in the beginning he's complaining, we have to share with our family. We have to share my room. You know, like it sounds like he's a whining kid <sighs> and that maybe he's like, I want to be on the parent side. But when I watch it though, they're jerks. They like really are. And like the older brother is like being obnoxious behind him. But because he acts out that causes this little, you know, this whatever you want to call it, landslide of, you know, people falling and stuff. Everybody's mad at him. Like, and it's all his fault. And is, you know, and I'm like, that mother has to know that teenage son is full of shit. Like, come on. Yeah. When he like, come on. <laughs> just just look in the I, room. You know what I'm saying? I just gotta say, in that one scene when he's at the stairs and he's like the the stuff that he call he says to his mom in that scene, I'm like, man, if I I remember seeing it as a kid, I was like, Man, if I acted like that, I would have got my ass beat. You know, I would have gotten in trouble. Yeah. If I would have told I wish my I told my mom that I wished my entire family would go away and never come back, uh yeah, I would not I would not have been sent to my room. I just I felt like and that was flying everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Not that I'm all not that I'm for child abuse or think that, you know, it's okay to, you know, hit your kids, but I'm just saying that I would not have been sent to my room the way that Kevin was that in that in that scene. That's the only thing I, I think was I get yeah, the mom I, I understand that I don't really like her either, but that scene where he's like talking back to her, I'm like it makes me cringe like, oh man, I can only imagine my son said that like, what did you say? Um but um so oh so Mr. Benson Wolf had a good one. He said Die Hard because it was sweet when Hans killed Ellis. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Oh my gosh, I can't even with this. I can't. <laughs> oh I have God. no I have I will not judge. I have really no thoughts on it, not thoughts or opinions about this. I just I can't like my thing is is like you you can't I don't know. I get the meme of it and I get it. It's the whole Jake Peralta thing and Brooklyn nine, nine, which does really great. Hol- you know, it's a whole thing. Yes. But like, my thing is, is like, is it a Christmas movie? Cause it literally has like a Christmas party in it at one point. And then I brought it up to somebody. Well, if Die Hard's a Christmas movie, then hooks a Christmas movie because it takes place during Christmas. And actually just from a perspective, hook is actually more of a Christmas movie. Cause it's very similar to like, um, a Christmas Carol because it's all about like you grow up, you become ambitious and you don't have the spirit of Christmas or like wonder anymore and stuff. And they tied it into like Peter Pan and stuff, Yeah, but they kind of tied those two together in that story. Mm. But like, yeah, I don't know. I don't think Die Hard is like truly a Christmas movie, but you know, I don't, I watch, like I told you guys during Thanksgiving, we watch back to the future on Thanksgiving. Like, I don't get why we just do like, yeah. Cause so that's a Thanksgiving. A thing. I don't yeah, know why it's not a Thanksgiving yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I mean, I don't. I mean, personally, I don't have any any strong feelings towards it, but I do like watching Die Hard during Christmas. Um, I don't. I wouldn't. I mean, I could. Under, I could see both points, like because it, you know, it's an action movie and it's fun, and just just Christmas people may. Okay, I will say that I don't really think it's a it's a Christmas movie, but I'm not going to argue with it. I'm not going to try to like con- <laughs> fight my my views on it. I would. I would say I don't think it's truly a Christmas movie. I think I'm kind of with you, Ruth, on that. But um, I think it's a fun tradition to have to watch Die Hard every Christmas, though. I will say that. So here's my thing, though. Half the people saying it for the meme, like, don't watch Die Hard. They don't watch Die Hard. They just don't. Come yeah, on. probably not. <laughs> it reminds me of the... Nobody's watched Die Hard since the 90s except Jake Peralta. <laughs> <laughs> well, it reminds me of people that wear, like, the Warriors t-shirts. And I remember when I worked... This was years ago when I worked at GameStop oh, yeah. when the Warriors movie was coming out. 
or a game was coming out and one of the girls, one of the managers had her shirt on and our regional manager came who was, I was, cause I was a store manager of the store. So a store manager, district manager, and then regional manager. He came and he was like, oh yeah, I love that movie. And she was like, yeah, well, I never saw it. So we were like, oh my God. <laughs> so yeah, as I totally get, probably people, a lot of people have not actually watched, um, watched I Heard. I made my son watch it though. We, my wife and I did, we were like, you need to watch this movie. This is a classic. So, um, all right, so Archer, uh, Archer, another uh, wonderful Discord uh, <coughs> friend of ours. He uh, so he mentioned uh, Nightmare, Nightmare Before Christmas because it's an amazing story born from a poem. That was one of the most technically challenging animation styles ever. Yes, it's true because they never did a full a full movie that way, like, uh, a feature length movie. He also said Home Alone because it's a kitty version of Saul with no death, which we talked about in our Discord server. Uh, and the Santa Claus with Tim Allen is a funny bastard. Runner-up Christmas with the Cranks. Eh, Christmas, yeah, I'll give Christmas with the Cranks. I, I enjoy that movie. But Santa Claus is another really good one I watched a lot as a kid. But that's another funny theory that someone... Um, it was a good theory. It was a different take on Santa Claus. Yeah. Well, I was talking about the Home Alone as... Kevin oh, yeah. as saw the actual John Kramer. Yeah, as the actual saw uh murderer. I thought that was interesting. An interesting fan theory and they actually dive deep into it and where it makes sense. Mm. Yeah, I remember that theory, which is kind of crazy. I like those theories though. I don't always agree with them or believe a lot of them, but it is kind of cool. I think we should do a podcast do, like, on that topic. Now that I think about it. On what, on what? Just, like, just the just the theory? Like on theory? Well, like on fandom theories and stuff or whatever. Yeah, I think, but no, if you actually read about this theory, we could probably do a whole hour, hour and a half on it. I'm serious. If you actually read, I was reading about this. I was like, holy shit, this is like a deep one. But yeah, we could do a fan theory one. That would be fun, fun one to do. But I actually was thinking about the Home Alone one because it was just like so deep. I'll share the link. It's like crazy, like how the similarities between the two. But anyways, yeah, you were saying. Oh, I was mm. saying I don't remember what I was saying. <laughs> Maybe you weren't saying. I felt like I cut you off, and so for that, I apologize. But um. yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, I just, I well, I just think I was saying Santa Claus. It took a right. took the whole thing, and visually, it was really cool. Like you got the reindeer, you got the cool North Pole. That was really cool. The way that the elves were dressed, the characters. I don't know. It was a very different way. Yeah, they used did kids. anybody like, watch? Did any of you guys watch the Fat Man? No. Uh-uh. Nobody has heard of that. So, um, which brings me to my next uh, film that I enjoyed. I don't have anything special about it, but I did enjoy it. So, The Fat Man is on, I think it's on Amazon right now. It's a recent release. And it's Mel Gibson, and he's Santa Claus. And a kid literally hires an assassin to go kill him. Oh, but it's like yeah. a funny, it's like a funny adult kind of film. I haven't seen it either, but it, after watching the trailer, it looked pretty cool. It's called The Fat Man. It's got Mel Gibson in it. But then, carrying on from Mel Gibson, Daddy's Home 2, I think, was a pretty good like Christmas-feel movie that I found hilarious that April and I do watch every Christmas. Hmm. Interesting. I was not a big fan of the first Daddy's Home. I thought it was, it was all right, but I'll have to check it out. Daddy's Home 2 is, is actually is really funny because you have... Uh, John Litko comes in and he plays uh, Will Ferrell's father and he is just hilarious. Their relationship is just super funny. Yeah, awesome. So if you haven't checked it out, it's Christmas time. Go ahead. Yeah, I didn't ever watch it, but I do know like in the previews the whole the difference between like the dads and the and the sons and then yeah, when John Lithgow and when they meet in the airport 
he's just like they meet up and they like basically hug and then they kiss each other and stuff like a hello yeah. smooch and he's just like it's been ages you know, it's like, like it's so two excited. weeks it's, it's only been, been two, two weeks, weeks. <laughs> yeah, and like Mark Wahlberg and Oliver not having it. They're like, no. Hmm. It's funny. It's a fun. It's a funny movie. You should check it out. No, there's just like so many. There really is. Like I like. Yeah, we didn't even hit it. There was like so many classics. There's been like eight million iterations of the Christmas Carol, which literally one just came out on Netflix a couple of weeks ago. But I think that one's more of like a spooky kind of. One. I like the Muppet one. The Muppet Christmas I love the Muppet Girl. ones. Yeah. That's probably one of my favorite. Well, Scrooge is my favorite, but I think the Muppets won a second. And the Disney <laughs> one with Mickey, remember, and um, Scrooge McDuck? Oh, yeah. That was another Scrooge one. McDuck. You know what's funny is um, a different one was the animated one with Jim Carrey, the Christmas Carol one, which a lot of people never really saw. It flew under yeah. the radar, but it was spooky. Yeah. Like that when that thing like fell and shriveled up and it was like moaning like it was like and you're just like oh gosh this is like <laughs> dark for like yeah. a kid movie like this is yeah. scary absolutely you talk about animation and that also reminds me of Polar Express that's another one that we did. my kids love that one oh I love Polar Express yeah with Tom Hanks that's I a good Polar one Express. it's a good one with good messages yeah uh, it's really cool and I like totally want to be on a train and make that hot chocolate party yes 100% about. <laughs> All right, so I think we're hitting our hitting our time that allotted for today's episode. I mean, we could, we could talk about all the Christmas movies, but I think those are the main. I think those hit the essence of like what we loved as far as Christmas movies growing up and, and currently still do. Except for Jingle All the Way, I love that, but I do not love it anymore. <laughs> I loved it as a kid. Do not, <laughs> not love it anymore. Well. Yeah. Um, so uh, that being said, Ruth and Josh, it's uh, been an honor and pleasure. I, I wish you both. Uh, a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and a, and a Happy New Year, and I can't wait to come back where we talk about what's coming in the, in the new year as far as nerdy things. So thanks again, and I can't yep. wait to see you all again. Yep, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry see Christmas. You see you guys later. I hope everybody has a bountiful Christmas. Don't be shitty. <laughs>